temptation Hit a switch on a fake nigga like a station Sex with me so No, but seriously, <laughs> welcome to the Her and Her Podcast. Woo-hoo. It took a long time to get this together today. <laughs> mm-hmm. What time is it? 2.05? It's 2 in the morning. Whew, Lord. Man, oh man. It smells like dedication. Yeah, it's 2017. Yes. If you say you're going to do it, you just got to do it at this point. I mean, shut all the other shit. Yeah, I think like for real, for real, like, can you curse on the podcast? Yes, you can do what the hell you want on podcasts. It's oh, like, all right, I don't know if it's like a secret <laughs> podcast. People who come and like shut you down if you do too much cursing. No, they can just okay. like not listen. Oh, FYI, I'm the old one out of the crew, so Ew. if I start to say things that <laughs> don't sound, you know, millennial, yeah, that won't be me. Whatever. That would be my counterpart. Counterpart? Yeah. Okay. No. I guess. The other her. <laughs> yes, I love that. So, um, with the start of the new year, I guess we kind of just want to jump into, um, you know, everyone's worried about, like, resolutions and how they want to go into 2017, blase, blase, blase. But um, for us, the main focus kind of has been, like, preserving your energy and knowing where to, like, disperse your energy, like, it could be, like, about people and all types of stuff. So I think that's kind of where we want to... Absolutely. I totally agree. Like, we were talking about it earlier today, about um, truly understanding what that really means, though. Mm -hmm. Like, preserving your energy. What does that mean? Like, to you, to the people around you, um, and making sure that it stays in the most positive, safe sanest place that Mm -hmm. it can be because you realize now that for you to be your ultimate self for you to reach the incredible person that you know you can be you that has to be aligned Mm -hmm. and we deal with so much things from the outside world that you almost sometimes feel like it's hard to do yeah but the more you practice and the more you understand who you are in the element of the world you can better balance that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also think, like, like we were saying earlier, and we were having a conversation, like, aside from this, but um, it's kind of hard when, like, those challenges come in the form of, like, your loved ones, um, your friends, things that have, like, great importance in your life. Like, those, it's hard when those challenges come in those forms, but I feel like it's a greater test and it's, like, a greater um, reward in the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what are, like, some of the things, like, simple things that you kind of implement to, like, you feel like preserving your energy, like, that help you preserve your energy? Meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be, like, how can I put it? I used to meditate without a real understanding of the purpose. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning of my journey, I was just like, okay, I'm spiritual. I guess I need to meditate. Let me figure this out. <laughs> right. Not really understanding what that meant for me, what that meant for me in the universe, what that meant for me in God, what that meant for me to completely understand what my wholeness was. Mm. And, you know, as I am now my old self, you know, I truly, no, no for real, like, I remember when I would be like, oh, God, I'm meditating, and it's like five minutes, feels like 
forever and Word. i'm just i'm just waiting for this miraculous discovery mm-hmm. that's supposed to happen I, no but like i seriously feel like like you said i guess it's like a, it's a journey but it doesn't matter like in the beginning when i was meditating i literally used to either like wait for something amazing to happen because you hear so many people speak of like this exhilarating feeling from meditation and i reach my higher being and my higher self and you're like oh shit so all i gotta do is sit here close my eyes Fucking um, crisscross applesauce my legs and <laughs> and I'm gonna walk out of here a fucking brand new person. But yeah. that's not the case. I used to fucking fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I used to do so yeah. much shit. And then when you get the hang of it, it's like it's more about that journey that you took to get to that place, like yeah. that stillness that you learned to like admire and like train yourself to, you know, embrace that and like I guess whatever if that makes sense. No, that's exactly what it is. It's. When you're when it's when you initially say to yourself, "Okay, I'm gonna implement this new spiritual practice," mm-hmm. you don't say to you, you don't know what that really is. You don't know what that because it's the journey that helps you understand right. how to fully implement that tool and what that is going to mean to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not until like maybe within this year, well, you know, 2016. I ventured out and was like, okay, well, let me see how other people meditate. Let me see how other cultures meditate. And I ended up at a Buddhist uh, temple. Yeah, that was really cool. Meditating with, you know, people I've never met in my life. This is a very spiritual, very, like, personal thing that Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and go out on a limb and let's see how other people do it. Let's see if it is a wrong or right. Mm -hmm. Let's see if there's other ways. Like, I found out so many things in that one session that I came home and was like, okay, not to say I was not doing what I thought was good for me, but I learned so much that it now made me meditate better for me. Right. That makes, yeah. You know. No, I totally agree. So, you know, you have to take yourself out of that box. You have to mm-hmm. open yourself up to new challenges. And that may sometimes mean getting in your car and doing something wild that you found on Eventbrite. I mean, you just go for it and it ends up leading you to a place that you never thought you could be at. And, now when I meditate, it's such a sense of euphoria mm-hmm. that I would have never thought when I first began the journey that this is where I would be. Now I can meditate. I can start right now. Right. Like, I can literally start right now, and I would be in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. Before, I'd be like, oh, no, too much distraction, too much light, too much this, too much that. You know, I mean, yes, I still like a very serene environment. Of course, but, but that's not, like, the point of it all. No. Yeah, I've realized that too for me. Like, I literally, like, it can, it's a mood shifter for me. Like, it centers me. And for me, like, you know I'm a Virgo. I'm super fucking emotional all over the place. And so- Shout out to all my Virgo. (laughs) But yeah, being centered is like something that I fucking struggle with. And anything that centers me is like, I'm all for it. And I'm all there. Yeah. We have to stay centered. Because there's mm-hmm. so many uncentered people. This world <laughs> is completely uncentered. We're com- this world is completely off its axis. So we're not working with much here. So we, <laughs> so we, we, we got to do whatever we got to do. We, we got to, when the, when the moon is full, when that for 30 days is over and that moon is full, you better go outside, meditate your heart out, and, and talk to God as much as you possibly can. And, um, yeah, yeah, we got to do what you got to do. You, you, do. you do. Because fear is a bitch. Oh, God, it is. And I ain't got time for it this year. I don't either. Like, I really don't. I'm not saying that I'm going to, you know, be the fearless master of it all because it takes time. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, you're gonna make a conscious effort, like to yeah, gonna like whatever it is, whatever, whatever's been holding me back. Well, I know what it is, cause it's judgment. Mm-hmm. You're you're fearful of the judgment. You're fearful of what people have to say. And you know, I'm gonna pause for a quick second because I feel like this. I feel like if you're friends, if you got friends and you see them doing something different or, you know, they're going for their dreams, root them on, support them, buy a necklace, buy a shirt, mm-hmm. tune into their podcast. Like do it, do, do something that you can see that you see in your, your partner, your friend, your whatever, that is going to help them move faster, help them believe in themselves more. You have no understanding what it is to like be creative, be an entrepreneur if you're not that person. Mm-hmm. If you're just, you know, I'm doing this job, this is what I'm doing, this is how I make my bread, ain't nothing wrong with that. But you don't have a mind of an entrepreneur or creative. That thing is that is on a whole yeah. nother level. A whole nother beast comes with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pausing because I'm just saying like, it's not easy. And it's not something that you can always vocalize and explain to somebody who doesn't understand where it's coming from. But I also feel like people don't realize, like, if you don't understand it, but you see somebody that you know or that you've come in contact with and they're just doing their thing, they're figuring it out, like, whatever that is for them, all you can do is respect it. Yep. Respect it. And if supporting it means supporting it from a distance, (laughs) then do what you have to do. But just respect the hustle, respect the entrepreneurship, respect it. Like, it's deep. It's not easy. People see... People only see when you get to the point of what is what success looks like to them. So, because we both know that this yeah. entrepreneurship is... I forgot how I got off on that tangent. What I, were we talking about before Before I said... Pause. Sad, sad part is I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> this is what life is like with her and her. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot why I said pause. Something triggered and you said something to me and I just felt like... You had to go in. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm not going back to yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. This 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 podcast is just gonna go however way it goes. It I'm sure just is welcoming mm-hmm. her and her. Woo 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 woo. <laughs> Mind you, there's only one singer in this group here, and it sure ain't me. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, what else? Oh, the the full moon, the full moon. That shit. First of all, that shit was bomb like it was so beautiful it was so beautiful and it was like it was still chilly outside but it was still like a nice day i ate my dinner mm-hmm. and everything on my patio yep it was beautiful yeah you ate your dinner on your patio i did it was so bomb i definitely did don't you feel like okay like leaving new york like and moving to like atlanta like it kind of forced you like we probably already like embraced nature but like it forced you to like embrace nature because nature's so much like a part of like everything here it's all around you like in new york like they're knocking trees down to freaking build buildings and you know what i mean it's amazing point there's more people than than space mm-hmm. and here it's like trees everywhere you're like you want to work out outside there's a nature trail you know the belt line like there's so many things amazing point mm-hmm. amazing point one of uh our spiritual advisors um, said that Atlanta is one of the places where has the like a place where you want to be. Like it's great for spiritual growth and mm-hmm. because of the trees and the nature and just the overall 
air and the structure of Atlanta. It's a good place, like good vibrations. It's of high energy. And when I started to like better understand what that meant Mm -hmm. and you made that point and it just all like came together just now. But you're right. I'm nowhere near where I was when I left New York. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to kind of compare in that sense. But I still I totally agree. Because even when I go home, it's my sense of balance is different. Way different. But I also feel like like touching base on the whole um, Atlanta being like a good place, like spiritually, this like kind of off on a tangent, but I wouldn't think that it would be. I'm going to get a little deep here. If you're not deep, like if you're not going to catch this, just, just leave it on. Just but Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but because of like all the history here, like the bad history, um, you would think like all the suffering and like stuff like that. You wouldn't, I wouldn't think that like, you know, so like it would be such a great place spiritually just because like the native americans freaking were slaughtered here then you had um african slaves you know what i mean like cotton fields and like what yeah places like buckhead like do you know where that name came from like seriously where we're currently right (laughs) as we sit (laughs) in buckhead and you pick on the name Mm -hmm. but yeah it's such a good point but I will say this. I agree with you. However, let's remember who was slaughtered and who slaved here. Mm-hmm. Black people. Yeah. And we're the most powerful people. We are. So at the end of the day, I feel like, yeah, I know what you mean, but yeah. our spirit is so strong mm-hmm. and so vibrant yeah. and so real and so connected to the to the universe. Yeah, I agree. That that's why I believe it is what it is. I could see that. I don't know. I think I just feel like associate like even though like those are people we are connected like those are ancestors you know what i mean um and obviously like the strength of them lives with through us you know still today but i always felt like i guess like aside from them being who they are to us like they suffered so like immensely like they suffered and i just feel like i don't know i just always just associated that with like damn they left this this world suffering yeah you know what I mean? So I just figure, like, in the afterlife, they're probably still fucking pissed off. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't, I mean, yeah, I could see why you say that, definitely, about them being pissed off. But I also think they would be, like, incredibly happy about how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had a black president, for mm-hmm. crying out loud. Like, yeah. I never thought that would happen, ever. And for two terms at that. So I don't think I don't think they would be completely but we are we are suffering in a lot of other ways. Mm-hmm. We really are. Half of the world is going forward, half of the world going backwards. Like and I and I think that that's our history in itself. But for sure. Yeah. But what you gonna do, right? Just try to be I feel like we all, all I can be is black and pay my taxes. That's all I can I'm be. Done. <laughs> I'm a, I'm done. That's all. <laughs> be back. Be black and pay your taxes. Yeah, that's it. I can't give you nothing else. Okay. But I am about to sip this water. Throat's kind of dry. <coughs> talking, right? All that talking? Mm-hmm. Girl. Okay. I want to, um, I want to touch base on something else, so. So. Shoot. Today? 
I was trying to be so positive. <laughs> I was trying to be positive. We were just talking about saving your energy and stuff like that, you know? But I'm human. And shit happens, you know? Psst. Tell me about it. And, you know, I'm just minding my business, just minding my yellow business. Real yellow. <laughs> <clears throat> and, you know, it's like people of your past, I feel like they just, like, sense when you're, like, on the up and up. Mm. It's like... You're like living your life, and you know sometimes you just you just mind your business. I mean, this might not be my story, you know. I'm just gonna throw it out there, but maybe a fuck boy hit your line. <laughs> maybe a fuck boy. Just maybe. Just maybe. maybe. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it happened to me, but you know, maybe. they out there. They're out there, just lurking. Like, mm. oh, you doing good now? <laughs> oh, you, oh, you you might you might have a man. Oh, you might got a good job with some money in your bank account. Oh my god, you paid your bills on time. <laughs> Let me fuck with you. <laughs> No new wheels look shiny. Right. I had to like pull myself back. I'm like, God, like, just have to pray for strength to mm-hmm. say no. Okay. It's just, mm. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Did you feel like, um, in your younger years, like, that was like, guys did that as well? Or like, you see how she started off with younger years? I told y'all I'm old. Oh my God. It's because she's okay. on like a whole another wave. Old. Okay. She's not old. Anywho, though, back to your question. But do you feel like that used to happen to you? Like, um, yeah, I can, I can, I can relate to a certain extent, definitely. But I'm a really, I've always been a relationship girl. Mm. So for me, it's not necessarily people of my past that would come up. It would be like the what ifs, mm. the what ifs. Like, God damn, if I wasn't <laughs> with you right now. I could have a dentist, you know. <laughs> or I could be on the yacht somewhere. Or I could be in a mansion in Bel Air. You know what I'm saying? Maybe on some Will Smith shit. But you know, I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that usually was my dilemma. You mm. know, I'd be sitting in the car with my current man, and I would get a voicemail because you know you gotta put those directly to the voicemail. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's gonna call you. So uh, you put on the voicemail, you hear it later, and it's like, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> we met X, Y, and Z, or your mom told me great things about you. Mm-mm. You know, I got us some tickets to a concert, and I would love to take you. And you sit in this car, eating fried fish and fries in a cardboard box, and you're just like, well, maybe I should go. Mm-mm. But you, you know, you say, no, that ain't right, so you don't do it. But that's, those have been my dilemmas, you know, or the guy who pulls up to your house in a yellow Lamborghini. I mean, that's kind of obnoxious. Mm. And well, yeah, you know, those, those those are some of my situations. It's like the what if I had made that decision. Mm. What if I just said, oh, you know, it's not going to hurt. Just, psh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going for a ride. I'm just going for a ride. You hear that? That all that sounds wrong. I really was just gonna go for a ride. And that sounds wrong. Where's that ride taking you? To the grocery store. You no. know, I had to get up some groceries. You no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a nice dinner, you know? But no. I made a wonderful choice. But however, those are my dilemmas. But I feel what you're saying because I have friends who like go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the same records just keep churning and they go back. 
they go back see and they go forward and they go back and they go mm-hmm. forward and i'm like you wonder why and you over here yearning talking about i need a ring i need to get married i need me a husband well that's not gonna happen for you because there's a reason why you and that person didn't work out there's a there's a reason that's, and you have to remember that it's right if you're true it's like so true but i also feel like that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like save your energy and stuff like that. You have to know when enough is enough. Like, mm-hmm. like when are you going to say no? I mean, I've been, we've all been there, I believe. But I guess that's a personal thing as to when you're going to say no. But at some point you have to decide like, hell no, this does not deserve my fucking energy. Or time. Or time. Or me, period. Yeah. Because you're a fucking... <laughs> Hot ass mess. I mean, we're all hot ass mess. Yeah. Sometimes, but yeah, it's just no, not at all. It's 2017. Yeah. Always go back to that. It's just, just, just always go back to that. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Like what was that? Um, I me. Eat I eat shrimp. Somebody say something stupid. See you home. I eat shrimp. Mind you, I don't eat any kind of shrimp. You really don't. Uh, but I eat shrimp. <laughs> Not really, though. No, they tell you that. Uh-uh, no, no, mm-mm. It's 2017. I can't do it. Mm-mm. It's 2017. Yeah. I just can't. I'm going to need you to start over. Listen, we got a man who's about to be in office that has never been in a political setting, political office, has none, nothing political in his life, and now he is going to run the free world. We could do anything. You could do anything. You want to open a bank tomorrow? Make it happen. And you don't got nothing. You want to open a grocery store tomorrow? Make it happen. You could do it. You could do anything. You can do it. You could be the next president. That's yeah. all I have it to say. It doesn't matter where you come from. Nope. You don't You don't have to go to college. Nope. You don't. You could do whatever the hell you want. Whatever point. the hell you want. Like, these last two presidents have told us polar opposite things, mm-hmm. but impactful things. Yeah. At the end of the day, one yep. message reigns. You can do whatever Ever. you want. Yep. You put your mind to it because you had a black man. Mm. Who they threaten, death threats, all mm. types of stuff. Everyone counted him out. He was a bomb ass president. I mean, yep. people argue about what he did, but whatever. Nonetheless, he was the first black president. He's well educated. I feel like he was so bomb because he was so relatable. Like, yes, like personal. Yeah. Like you're just normal. Like you made being the president like you're a, a normal human being. You're mm-hmm. not a robot. Like you're normal and i like respect him for that if anything totally totally and his value for family mm-hmm. and his value for love and and the devotion that he gave to his family his his presidency his wife his children mm-hmm. like you know that that's true you know that what he spoke of was his truth and how he lived his life you you there's no way that you could have and none of us can't lead the um lead this country mm-hmm. that's a huge job yeah so, of course, we could point fingers and say it wasn't good enough and X, Y, and Z, but you try being the president. Let's right. see how well you do. We're not saying you can't, but no, we ain't it ain't easy. You know? It's not well, easy. it depends. If you a bum on the street, I suggest you I'm just let done. it go. It might what work. Else? You never know. <laughs> you, never, you never know. Well, that lady said, you know, I'm just trying to get a soda or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like something that wasn't funny, but it, it turned into something funny. Uh, Cause you funny, that's why. Cause I'm funny. And yeah, you was funny. I was like, oh god, the lady. Just let me just give her a dollar so she can at least get some, you know, some Chinese rice or now a couple I of chicken we wings. Now tell the story. So we were minding our business as usual, per usual, per usual. <laughs> and we were like downtown Atlanta, 
on our way into like a business office or whatever. And this like homeless lady, and I'm not making light of like homelessness. Yeah, right. not at all. But it was just her approach and the way she like, I felt like she was like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just going to tell a story. So she walks up to us. As we're putting dollar bills into the parking machine. Right. She was like, oh, shit, let me go. <laughs> let me go make my way. <laughs> so she walks over, like, in a, like, nonchalant, like, so, you know, I'm, like, homeless or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I was just hoping if y'all could spend some change or something for, like, you know, like a dollar so I could go get a soda. I'm thirsty. <laughs> It's not funny. Like, the homelessness is not funny at all whatsoever. It was I her approach. I told you she was funny. I told you. It was her approach. The reenactment is everything. And my, so, like, you know, we just give a dollar or whatever. And we just, you know. No, no. You proceeded to say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I don't have any change. <laughs> After she, you know, she's received her dollar now. But she is still standing with us as though she's going to, you know, mm-hmm. submit some money to the parking machine mm-hmm. and go about her business. But yep. that's not what she's doing. So after you proceeded to tell her, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any change, and you may have, like, touched your bag to maybe, a, like, appear that you were going to look, but you knew you didn't have any, and so she waited. She waited, um, you know, a couple more seconds to see if mm-hmm. you, and you looked at her again and said, oh, oh no, I don't have any change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, well, I'm going to take this doll and go get me a soda or something. But you didn't hear what she said when she walks away. No, she goes, I didn't hear that part. Oh, guess I'm gonna have to go find some more money. <laughs> and I was like, now don't try to make me feel bad. I really right. didn't have any change. No, you really didn't. I, but okay, but I didn't know, you know, homeless people still say, can I bother you for some spare change? I haven't heard that line in a long like. What usually, do you usually hear now? I hear like, um, ma'am, can I bother you, you know, for a couple of dollars? Or, mm. um, you know, I'm hungry, I'm mm. homeless. Maybe can you give me whatever? Maybe. She was like, they're not about to give me no $20 bill, so let me um, let me start off with some... But she got it all wrong, because I've given $20 bills before. Of so, course you have. Right. I have too, but I'm saying she, she, she I don't know, her approach. Was her yeah, approach. her approach is probably what got her the dollar. What I really feel like, when stuff like that happens, I feel like maybe your intent, her intent wasn't to go buy a soda. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but... I feel like maybe it wasn't genuine, and that's why you you started to get a little nervous. That's why she started to get a little nervous, and was like, <sighs> maybe yeah. Because you could have got a little bit more money if you, yeah. you know what I mean. But but we was also in a rush. We had things going on. Yeah. Not to say, but you know, this is you say this all the time that the weirdest and craziest people come up to me, but. Mm-hmm. This is, like, <laughs> my second bout of, like, I feel like homeless people, like, I have friends that probably like, oh, no, I, I, if I've, you know, interacted with a homeless person, it was me going to put money in their tin or their can. Mm-hmm. Like, that nobody has ever, money. like, come up to them. Right. You know what I mean? And I've had the most exhilarating conversations with we, homeless people. Remember we did that, we experienced that together when we yeah. went to March. Yep. And he literally was, like, low-key, he was a prophet. Yeah. And he prayed with us. He We held hands. We held hands. He kissed us. Yeah. I know uh, it sounds crazy, but he kissed us. He did. He was so, like, he was amazing. So it's not even about, like, because you homeless being people, homeless. Yeah, like, right. you're still a freaking person. Absolutely. You're still a person. Absolutely. And I think it is all about the connection. Mm-hmm. It is all about the connection because 
over, what was it, uh, New Year's Eve, I was in the um, airport waiting on my mom, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there, and I'm not going to lie to you, I've never seen a homeless person inside the airport. Me either. Never seen a homeless person inside the airport. But initially, when I seen him, he had, like, a tag on his neck. So I thought he was, like, you know, janitorial or something or work. You know, I seen him, like, with a bag. It looked like garbage. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really, really paying attention mm-hmm. until he started to come closer to me. And I kind of looked up and smiled at him or whatever. And so then he started talking to me. And he starts telling me about, oh, God, you're smiling. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, oh, your smile is so beautiful. And you know, anyway, he starts telling me about how his ex-wife pushed him through a window, a two-story window, and, well, that made me come to the conclusion as to why you have a speech impediment and why you had other, you know, disabilities that were going on with you because he, you could barely, like, it took a minute before I was able to, like, fully understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And, anyway, make long story short, we had an incredible connection. Hmm. And, you know, he was like, I wish I could buy some clean clothes. You know, he was telling me how much he loves women and, you know, women don't love him and he doesn't have anything to offer women right now. Like, even though he's in not the greatest position in his life, he's still trying to figure out how can I look my best self? Hmm. How can I be my best self? And that's beautiful. Yeah. He got $20. I appreciated his energy because he gave something to me too. It wasn't just, mm-hmm. you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It just, it wasn't. And I know, even though his, even if his intention was to come over and talk to me and get $5 or whatever he was looking for, though. it doesn't matter to me because I walked away with feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I was, I walked away feeling like I helped another human being mm-hmm. and it was amazing. And then sometimes, like, I think we also, like, we always look at it like, oh, um, they can't give me anything. No, they can. Absolutely. You can give them something, and they can offer you, they have something to offer you. Like, remember that time you picked me up at the airport, and there was a lady there, and you were like, what is going on? So I came back, I I just came back from, I think I was going to New York or something, and and you picked me up. Halloween? It was Halloween, yeah, Yeah. it was Halloween. Mm -hmm. I was so sick. Like I felt like crap. My phone died. I didn't have a phone to call, um, to call you to get mm-hmm. a ride. And I'm just like, oh my god, like this day is just like shitty. Gone to shits. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I asked someone to borrow their phone. Some random lady. She let me use her phone. And then I go sit down. When I sit down, like this lady approaches me. And she starts telling me her story and she's like, you know, starts crying and she's like telling me how like her daughter is like extremely ill and the daughter needs like her daughter needs medicine like every week. And she's like, you know, and I can't afford it, blah, 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 whatever the case may have been. I had spent every dime I had on vacation because I was being a good time. Yes, I was being young and irresponsible. And so I literally gave her, like, whatever I had left in my pocket. But more of the story is we sat, we prayed together. Like, you know, she gave me words of encouragement that I needed in that moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it was just I couldn't give her all that she needed, like, all the money that she needed in order to get the medicine. But in the end, like, we both gained something from the situation. And I feel like God blessed me because I literally got a job the next day. Mm. I got a new job the next day. And it's like sometimes you don't realize it's not about the blessing but it is in the same sense because right, it's like, yeah. you know, you, you're you a blessing to someone and you never know, 
like if that was your lesson if that was an angel like you know what i mean so i think it's so it's dope to just sometimes take a chance take a step back from like what you view people as and just be normal like you're both human Mm -hmm. i remember i don't know if you've ever felt this way but i remember when i used to be completely disgusted by homeless people really yeah completely disgusted it was like Okay, and not to say, I was just completely disconnected from that whole aspect. And I think that a lot of that was when I was in New York, too, because that was a normality in New York. Mm -hmm. Homelessness is just, they're just there. Like, they're just there. Sometimes you listen to them when you're waiting for your train. But for the most part, most homeless people in New York get ignored. Yeah, You know what I mean? And they're angrier. Right. Way more angry. And... So it was that whole idea of what a homeless person is, what they do. They're probably drug addicts. They're probably this. They're only going to take your that money. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, you know, I know people who were struggling themselves and, you know, someone's saying they're hungry and gives them half day food and they see them throw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. That has happened to me before in New York. You know, so that whole experience kind of tarnishes you. Mm-hmm. You know, not until I got here and it was a little bit different. Of course, you know, as a person, you've changed. So you look at the world and people differently. Mm-hmm. And my interactions with them have changed, you know. So, and my heart is a little bit different. But I do remember the time when I used to look at them as lesser humans, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Sounds bad. but That's growth. You know. Yeah, but I also think it was my environment. Mm-hmm. And culturally what they were in that environment. Right. Not to say that's totally to blame. I am who I am. But... I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah, I could see that for sure. And it was such like an influx of them in New York. It was like, yeah, what am I going to do? I give every single one of y'all a dollar. I'm going to be broke too. <laughs> but but now when you think about it, I gave you my last dollar. You can have my last dollar. Yeah. Because it comes back to you in so many different ways. And I mean, like I said, it's not about that. But it's amazing how you bless someone and you get blessed in even bigger ways. Come back to you tenfold. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's dope. Um, one time though, I was in New York. Me and my friends were going out, and um, there was a bum outside. Home. I said a bum. Wow, that's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was a homeless person outside. She said bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason why I say bum is because he was like so mean. He was so mean to me. So we could call him a bum. He was mean. To you me. can't. You can't be homeless and be mean. That doesn't really coincide with one another. Yeah, he was auntie. Uh, you don't even have your basic needs he was right now. So mean to me. Like so mean. Bum ass nigga. He was like, what did he say to me? He was like, Do you guys have any money? Just like that. Uh-huh. But it was like more brace, like, you guys have any money? hmm And I was like, No, I was like, I don't have I really didn't have a fucking broke college right. student. Like, what am I gonna offer you? Sorry, sorry, I don't have anything. So I was like, No, we don't I don't have any money. Yes, the fuck you do. And he like spazzed on me. What? He was like, I should fuck y'all up. I never and, heard this story. Yeah. He was like, I should fuck y'all up. Y'all lying by not having no money, but y'all going inside to eat. Y'all ain't shit. What? I hope y'all get robbed. <laughs> you got it, bitch. I hope y'all get robbed. And Ace is like, whoa, my man. Like, chill out. Like, we're all like, oh, my God. We were like, I'm let's get out of here. So situations like that kind of make you like a little right. nervous. I'm like, oh my god, where's I hope you get robbed. Yes, he literally. Y'all fucking lying. Mm-hmm. He spazzed, and he was very angry at me. Very, very angry with me. Well, you know what? We are gonna blame that though. Maybe he was hungry. <laughs> he was hangry. 
hungry, man. And that food's not cooking fast enough, but we not getting to the restaurant fast enough. We all angry. Maybe he was just hungry. Maybe I should have just bought him some fries or something. Mm. Girl. But yeah, man. But uh, we don't pray for all the homeless people in we the world. We sure are. We sure. Because, you know, that could be any of us. Mm-hmm. At any moment in time, that could be you. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about love. Okay. Wait. Shoot. What happened? Okay, go. You had a question before, or did you need to take a deep breath? I just need to take a deep breath. (laughs) Okay. Flipping the script, of course, away from the homeless people. We're going to move on now. But okay. I want to know what is your ideal guy like god crafted this person for oh you my god this is intense okay <laughs> so he is extremely motivated he is spiritual and god fearing he sees things in me that sometimes maybe i don't see in myself you know what I mean? Not to view me in God's image, but almost, I guess I could say that. Yeah. Um, he, we push each other to be better and we actually like hold each other accountable. Like, okay, what are you doing? You know, to push yourself into the direction of your goals and the things that we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, a partner, you know, someone who just like loves me and accepts me for me, but doesn't allow me to be complacent, stagnant, Someone who uh, has patience to bear with my family because they are a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, and someone whose love can kind of come close to my father because you, you gotta, you tough gotta have tough competition. Tough competition. So you gotta be able to be up there with that. But I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to top that at all. But yeah. um, I just want solid qualities like honest you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean we all tell a little white lie every now and then but gotta get know, back it's life it's life but like and oh my god a decisive man mm. decisive i want you mm. to know that i'm what you want i want you to know what you want from me in this situation this relationship um and i don't want no damn situationship mm. <sighs> you know what i mean tell the universe what you want tell tell it tell it yeah, I think, I don't know, there's probably a whole bunch more. I could go on for days, but that's, I think that's the core of, like, right. yeah. Yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love everything. So I agree with that in its totality. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you probably won't get half those things. Oh, my God. So. Man. <laughs> Man. Some people will disagree with me, though. Some people will really disagree with me. I And I'm not saying, like, those sound like real core values, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so more than likely it will come close, right? But mm-hmm. you might get a, a man that is motivated, but only motivated for himself. Mm-hmm. You might get a man that is um, God-fearing, mm-hmm. but so God-fearing and so engulfed and so religious that it may or may not cause a wedge in between the two of you if you don't have the same spiritual and religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can get all those things, but they still might be hurdles in themselves. Right. Because you you don't know how that's going to pan out in that, you know? So, it's still complexity with it. There is no ideal. Yeah, it's almost like everything comes with a price. Absolutely. (laughs) There's no perfect person. There's no ideal. Mm -hmm. I don't even believe in soulmates anymore. I used to. I used to really believe, like, the person who you marry, the person who, you know, God puts in your life that's your partner or whatever was is, like, your soulmate. And as as you get older and you, and you learn in life that, and that what I mean by is I've def, I define it differently. I don't define it as how everyone else defines it or mm-hmm. majority of the dictionary or whatever. I look at it as it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the person that you are in love with or that you're intimate with or that you married or whatever. And I also feel like your soul is going to find a lot of mates in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, your soul is going to connect to so many people. Mm -hmm. Some of them are going to be everlasting. Some of them are only going to be for a moment in a season, but all of those are going to be very impactful for who who you're going to be. And it's going to help mold you on this journey. So I don't believe in it in the terms of, you know, romantic and, oh, God, I'm going to marry my soulmate because we all change. Every minute of the day, every moment of the day, we change. And those things that you mentioned that, you know, is your ideal person and these are the things that you want because you feel like those are the things that you embody and you want the two of you to be on the same page or it could be even things that you lack. I but, lack. Yeah. Right. But you, you want that in a partner mm-hmm. to, to help push one another because you might have other things that they don't have in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, f- five years from now, that list might change. Yeah. That list might change and, or you change mm-hmm. and your qualities and things that you want in a person is going to change because You've now seen more of the world. Right. You've more, you've embraced, you know, certain things about just the world in itself. That somebody might look at that list and be like, "Yeah, that sounds great." They'll, they'll sound like, "Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want." But not, not thinking about the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I, so. I I used to, no. I'm not so used to. I don't think I ever believed in soulmates. Mm. Because, like you said, I feel like there's different... You go through different stages in your life. Um, so, at 21, what I wanted versus 22, and I know it's not much of a difference, but it for me, it is. Depends on your experience. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. things change as far as, like, who I am. So, what I want in a soulmate is different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you said, next year, it could be different, and it's going to continue to evolve and change and morph into different things. But... Like, as far as those, like, values and things, I don't know. I feel like I look at the relationships around me as far as, like, family-wise. Because, you know, friends, I don't look at none of our relationships. <laughs> but No thanks. No thanks. Um, but, yeah, like, as far as, like, healthy relationships that I see around me, like, you know, I feel like the core of, like, your love and who you are and the relationship, there has to be some similar theme people could be like totally different but there has to be something that is like the thread that kind of binds it together Mm. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i feel like that's so imperative to have 
even if you guys don't always see eye to eye, if there's that one thread, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. of things that kind of like keeps you grounded. Yeah. I feel like that that right there is like. So for me, I'm saying like maybe those things that become that thread for me in my relationship may change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I always want to have that thread there to keep it together. Because, I mean, and that's what keeps you together. Mm-hmm. That that thread is literally what keeps you together. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Keeps you fighting, keep mm-hmm. you going, keep you wanting more. You know what I mean? To be able to love each other on another level. Mm-hmm. And for me, healthy doesn't mean perfect. No. That's, yep. you know, mm-hmm. that, does, that doesn't mean perfect. That doesn't mean, mm-hmm. oh, they're ideal and everything mm-hmm. is a white picket fence yeah. and they don't argue and they don't have any problems and, Mm-mm. you know, she does everything right and mm-hmm. he does everything right. Hell that's no. yeah. Healthy that's, to me is communicating yeah communicating using your words using your like letting me know how you feel letting me know something didn't feel right you know what i mean like we have to we have to communicate because we can't fix things and work through things if we don't communicate and being honest Mm -hmm. being honest with yourself is sometimes the hardest in a relationship Mm -hmm. especially one that you've been in a very long time Mm -hmm. because you've grown together and separate in, mm-hmm. in other words, in other ways, you know. So being honest with the fact that your life might be going in a different direction than the other person, but understanding the consequences that might come with that and being able to truly know or communicate, like you said, communicate mm-hmm. with your partner and figuring out, okay, all right, I'm I'm being really honest with myself, and mm-hmm. I need to say X, Y, and Z about where we are, where I'm going, and I want to know: Are you going to support me, mm-hmm. or am I going to be alone on this? Mm-hmm. Because there there's deal breakers that can happen 15 years in. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a deal breaker stage one, that year one. You know what I mean? But because you've grown and done so much, and your life is changing, that now that's a completely different story, a completely different conversation that you're going to have, yeah. and that might be the de- determination between being with someone. For eternity, or it ending right now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, around here, stuff don't last. <laughs> it's hard out here in the streets. It is. And the money. Okay. Yeah, that's a pimp <laughs> song, ain't it? Yep. Oh, yeah, let's not talk about yep. the pimp song. Yep. Ain't yep. Try, yep. Anybody trying let's to get not, no pimps? Let's not. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, I guess to round this up. Yeah. We kind of got a little serious on this first podcast. <laughs> started off with sex with me and then we said hello oh. your energy <laughs> this is what you're gonna get with her and her for real a little bit of everything yeah definitely a little bit of everything yeah so we will see you all next week right yeah i mean well oh. we're gonna try to do like at least once a week yeah once a week at least once a week once for a now week. yeah we got your little visuals up. Get mm-hmm. this up on podcasts or whatever you mm-hmm. millennial people watch the listen to these things on. Oh goodness! And yeah, but I'm excited. Me too. I feel like this first one went really well. I do too. We have a great vibe. I'm glad that we did this. Yes. Yeah. Because so. you know, some people you could do this with and it'd be like, "Hello, is anyone there?" Hey. So birds. Uh, uh, what, what's Jeremy. the next topic? <laughs> what's on the list? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm loving it all yeah. right look at us so yes january what january 14th yes yeah 
Okay. I feel like I have so much more for us to talk about. We do, but we're going to save that for them because, you know, they're going to get way more of us, you know? Yeah. I'm excited. You know, so subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Definitely. We're we're fun. You enjoyed this. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't play yourself. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Woo! So I'll see you here next week. Well, listen to you. You can listen to me next week. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Her and her. Her and her. We're signing out. Bye. Peace.